0: Turn camera. Marked. 102, take one. With overlap, action please. Ah, the
1: proud and simple history of fashion shows. From the exquisite treasures of headwear comes this moment of Star Wars podcast history. Hats. A collection of day and evening hard hats, leather things, cloth caps, and bones on teddy bear heads All masterpieces of craftsmanship and design, while still noted for their historical significance and elegant taste. A distinguished podcast gathering and a ceremony of splendor with hosts who wear many hats themselves... A vision of loveliness and a possibly historic occasion. Hats, and now on with the show. 102, take three. <laughs> This is Jason, and this is Gabe, and I'm Tom Spina.
0: You never know when
1: Tom Spina is going to pop up.
0: I, I think in a way, you know, just based on the, the potential content for the show, you sort of have an idea of when <laughs> Tom Spina is going to show up, mostly because he gets roped into these things, and I don't know if there's just a mix-up at HR, but... Um, I still haven't gotten my check. Uh, I didn't want to bring this up on the air, uh, but, you know, I know you said last time, like, look, I know, you know it's been a bunch of shows, but it's coming. It has it just hasn't shown up yet is what I'm saying.
1: It's coming. We just have to sign it first.
0: <laughs> oh, that's well, no silly. I didn't even think of that. Oh, well, thank you. All oh, the, right. then. The
1: post office is running really
0: slow right now. So. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking you guys are the best, but but you do sort of rope me into weird things. I'm gonna say that?
1: We keep waiting for you to say no, and you keep saying yes, so uh,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, the safe word is no. <laughs> Well, the the evolution of this week's episode is kind of funny, too, because I believe we were talking before we, we started recording, where I think we were doing one of our Saturday night uh, live watch-alongs. Which and are I super think, fun. Yeah, thank you. And I think someone said something about, I mean, it could have been A New Hope, where someone said, there's a lot of good Star Wars hats in this movie. And someone said, that should be an episode you guys do with Spina. And we... I tagged your name hey spina are you pay attention to this and then i think it was a two a couple weeks later you sent a message being like so when are we doing
0: hats <laughs> it's just it's like where do i find a gif of someone like saluting and just like reporting for duty you know like, <laughs> yeah it's we we've been through feet we've been through sideburns together why not hats why, why not we're,
1: we're, we're trying to stay ahead of the game here and get, uh, oh. and get hats before somebody else. Did does. you come up with that off the top of your head? <laughs> <laughs> in in our lives, we all wear
0: many hats. So that's that is true. I certainly wear a few. Somehow, I feel like I'm actually busier on quarantine. I don't know how you guys are doing with it, but it's it's a it's a strange thing.
1: I I, I feel like it's been one long day, and we just take a nap. Every once in a while.
0: <laughs> you sleep? It's amazing. Just, just naps. I, okay. I just imagine he's staying up at night thinking of ridiculous things to bring me on the show to talk about. That too. Yeah. Those come
1: to us while we're napping.
0: That's so, right. Yes. That's the secret. True. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you need to shut down. To You need to, to receive from the universe these things that are important to talk about. Uh, now, it's been it's weirdly nonstop here. I, and I mean, I know some of that is just because there's not, you know, a lot of the crew aren't able to work. And so, you know, the few of us that are kind of still going are picking up slack. But it's just it's definitely it's it's a it's an interesting time we're getting. I think we're getting closer in New York. It seems like, you know, where we are in the state, the metrics are moving in the right direction. So. Hopefully, in the next few weeks, we can get back in the studio, and, and that's going to be really exciting. But in the meantime, we've just been like going, going, going on trying to do stuff that maybe we didn't normally get to do. You know, it's like the version of everybody cleaned out their attic. You know, <laughs> we're like, well, time to clean that stove. <laughs> like, let's clear out the fridge. Like, that's we've been doing that, but like, you know, with two businesses, and it's. Um, but it's been good. We've just been, we actually have new products coming up that like we've put a ton of work into the product development side of it. Cause that was some of the stuff we could keep going and, uh, also doing a lot of work on the social media. So anybody who's out following at Tom Spina designs or at regal robot can see all that fun stuff that we're trying to put out there. But, uh, yeah, I think, we're about two weeks away from another Magnet launch, and this will be another Mandalorian-themed Magnet, kind of a two-pack. Very, very cool. I'm excited. I'm extremely excited about it. And then about a month later, not even, there's uh, they're doing the big I Am Your Father's Day push again this year. Um, and so we have another Magnet set that's coming out specifically for that. Very Empire Strikes Back, very... I Am Your Father's Day related and I think people are going to like both of these and I'm, I'm it's, it's always so fun to like I know we love this stuff and usually it works out like the stuff we love is the stuff people connect with but it is always weird to put something out there I feel like this has got to be like what a music artist feels like when they release a song you know it's like okay off go into the world and really hope that people like it <laughs> If you're not following
1: uh, Regal Robot, Tom Spina Designs on um, on all the social media, you, you gotta you gotta see that stuff because it's always every day you guys are posting the gold, and I love it because you know if you want, now is the time if you want to order a space slug pencil holder for your desk, you know <laughs> I feel like things are crazy and sometimes you just want something that's just going to make you real freaking happy and you've got the goods for that
0: we try and we put a lot of love into it and we hope that it makes people smile you know it's it's that kind of stuff where you can look down and just kind of like ah thanks sluggy and stick a pencil (laughs) in his mouth you know (laughs) there you go buddy the uh, the other thing that we've been doing the have you guys did you guys participate in Nick Maley's online convention at all? Did you check that out?
1: I wasn't able to, but I followed it on social media and read about it afterwards.
0: So his group on Facebook is now StarNet Events, and if you look for like the StarNet Events group, you can join that group and he'll, you know, that's where he's talking about all the future events, but basically he's doing convention panels but online and it's like I don't know, like five or six bucks for a whole day's worth of panels. And he's got ones that are themed to like movie magic. So it's all behind the scenes guys and ones that are themed more to cosplay now that he's going to be doing. And, you know, and that's not just like people who cosplay, but also like, you know, makers and and more behind the scenes, cosplay stuff, too. And it's 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 a really cool idea. And anybody who doesn't know. So Nick Maley was one of the uh, makeup artists on Star Wars and Empire, he helped Stuart develop Yoda. Uh, he worked on the Cantina. He's um got a museum down in St. Martin in the Caribbean. And that's how a lot of people actually have encountered him. He's got this little that Yoda guy museum down there. Um and he's an old friend and, and just a really great resource for effects guys out there. He's he's always been really great about sharing stories about the production and like Talking about the unsung heroes, a lot of the stuff that we know about the canteen, of in terms of who made what on Stewart's team are really it all came from Nick because Stewart and Kay were like 90 years old by the time I met them. So they didn't remember much about who made what, but Nick remembered a lot of that stuff. And it's um, it's really just like kind of cool to see uh, an older effects guy out there trying to do something new. So yeah. StarNet events. The, find the StarNet events group on Facebook. Go join the group and and show them some support. And if you like what you see, then you can join on one of the events for a few bucks one Sunday and and get to see some really cool panels. Well, we'll put the link in the show notes for that. Oh, cool.
1: So like we were saying, we, we, we only do the important topics when you're here. The, the things that Star Wars fans need to know, they want to know. One thing Star Wars fans online, everywhere you go, are always talking about, we need to know about hats. Star Wars hats. Specifically, the headwear of the original trilogy. That's a very
0: important topic. I agree. but So when you say headwear, mm-hmm. what do you mean by that specifically? Just so I know the boundaries here. All right. So the ground
1: rules we came up with, mm-hmm. and we, we literally came up with this, and, <laughs> and it's pretty loose because it's Star Wars It doesn't really follow strict rules. So what we came up with for this episode, for this show, if, it, if something covers someone's face... It's a helmet. If it's a helmet that has an open face, we're technically calling that a hat, even though it may be called a helmet.
0: Right. So, like, a Stormtrooper helmet is a helmet. That's not a hat, even though you wear it on your head. TIE pilot helmet, not a hat. I can can live with that. So then is the first hat we see in Star Wars technically called a helmet, but we're calling it a hat? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Then we're all on the same page. (laughs) makes sense to me
1: (laughs) it's like the the movie's letting us know it's okay we're gonna start this all this whole story off with hats not helmets
0: (laughs) i i love that that rebel fleet trooper i I was gonna say helmet but i'll say hat um just that that swooped look like that man that that you know looks like a a, um like he's in motion like a, a bike racer. It's like, ah, uh, yeah, it's a really cool look. And, and is that, so I don't know how much you guys know about, you know, the the production of the props and things like that, but, you know, I love the interconnection of the various hats in the trilogies and, and how they, and various helmets too. But so how, how you would have some of these, you know, they took an old, I think it was an old Navy helmet as the starting surround, center part of that helmet and then they added the back form swoop to it and then when you get to something like the death star gunner it's almost that same sort of thing but it's got another one of the swoops around in the front and upside down and I always wondered if that was, you know, intentionally that sh- that shielding underneath that underbite is to shield you from the the bright rays that are coming from below you and that, you know, cuz they they put that kind of thought into the stuff back then. It wasn't just, well, it looked cool, but there was, you know, a lot of times they were doing, and sometimes it was, but uh you you had guys who were engineers and who were designers who thought about that part of it. And I just think that's super neat. But the, one of my favorite things about those hats is they're not white (sighs) and everybody assumes they're white from the action figures or just from looking at them on screen, but they're, they're like this putty gray color. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're, they're very off. They're, they're like, you know, it's a pale putty gray kind of color. Um, and until you see one in person, like one of the real ones, it, I mean, it jumps out at you in person, but on the screen, you just don't think about it.
1: So I always wondered, the thing on the top, the dark thing, that's like a clear plastic visor or something, right? Like, is that supposed to imply that those shields would go down and protect their face or something?
0: I think it implies that, yeah. And I think, aren't there a couple guys like that at the end of the movie in the uh, the the. Uh, ceremonial scene the guards with the the big pikes at the door both have the visor down um but that sort of helmet um and then you know talking about that navy helmet base helmet which i'm sure they were just vac form casts of it but that same helmet is one of the helmets that the techs are wearing in the yavin base and it's So it's, you know, hat for our conversation, but it's like the rebel fleet trooper without the swoop in the back. It's just, you know, cuts right off at the back of the head and it's kind of more like a miniature space ball helmet.
1: (laughs) You know, you're right. The guys with the spear things, they do have the visor down. I never noticed that. (laughs) It's it's too early in the episode for my my mind to be blown already.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I never noticed it. Yeah, that's... Good night, boys. Have (laughs) a good one. See you later. (laughs) That's it. See you next time. My dad is done. Bye, everybody. (laughs) So, all right. So you got those guys. Um, We then get to our two friends, uh, one of whom is is voiced by the same actor who plays Jan Dodana with with their Imperial hats.
1: What's the deal? What's the deal with these? Like, were with they? They're made specifically for the film,
0: right? I yeah, I think um, I think Brandon Allinger actually posted something about that recently. He bought uh, he wrote literally like wrote the book on Star Wars costumes. If anybody doesn't have Brandon's book about Star Wars costumes, go buy it. It's like up there with the Star Wars Chronicles, in my opinion, of like must have Star Wars reference books. But uh, he was saying they the Imperial. Tunics are. Someone had pointed out they're very similar to the Fahrenheit 451 uh, tunics that the. Uh, um, I guess I don't know if they're police force or whatever they are in the, uh, the movie, but they were definitely made for Star Wars. The the uh, Imperial officer uniforms, but they def. The, someone borrowed a, a pattern or got very similar to it. The hats were custom made. I feel like, and I, I could be wrong here. I'm, I'm guessing the disc on the, he, uh, on the helmet for the first movie is a found item. I feel like that's a piece from an old phonograph, but it's been a long time. If it's not, I, you know, eventually, I'm sure that became a turned metal piece that, you know, they just duplicated in the metal shop. But I, I believe the original source for that was like a found part. Um, And those discs turn up everywhere. They're on people's belts. They're on the hats. They're on, you know, props and things like that. So I love those kind of greeblies of Star Wars that just repeat and show up in all kinds of places. What do we have? Yeah, there's Imperial. I mean, there's green, there's gray. I don't know if I've ever seen a white one with a hat, but we know they had a couple of white officers in the first movie where do we go from there? Who else had hats?
1: Could we, could we go deleted scenes and Luke's floppy hat on
0: Tatooine? (laughs) I'm I'm all about that floppy hat. Yeah. And does he have, does he do the goggle uh, combo with that? Like, does he have the, the goggles on the hat? I feel like that's such a star Wars look. We used to, uh, anytime we would rent out our Cantina Alien stuff for like a commercial or anything like that, we'd always bring with us a bunch of extra costumes that just had a a esque John Mallow costume designer look to it. Things that like you could do a vest with a uh, military bandolier as a belt over top of it, you know, so you'd have like some sort of loose fitting shirt and then a beige vest and then a belt over that, uh, or like the belt with the big square or rectangular silver buckle with the little disc in the middle. Um, and then we'd always bring with us if it was supposed to be a cantina, a bunch of like military type caps with weathered up distressed goggles on top of them. And it's just, it's so weirdly instant star Wars. When you do that, um, that it's like, it's, it almost feels like cheating. Does it,
1: that reminds me, isn't it, that, that two-page spread of just John Mallow drawings, of just the, the basics of just Star Wars style, and it's just farmer guy with a poncho and a hat with goggles on top of it and, and
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah you had so that was the the cantina spread is the one you're thinking of where okay. it's yeah it's it's all of the people that are supposed to be in the cantina it's yeah there's farmers there's local bureaucrats there's uh local ugly men <laughs> um, and then all the different aliens but like you really see just in that one sketch, there's you know, maybe he uh, says probably like twenty or twenty four sketches on there. but it really is the visual language of Star Wars, like in one spot, at least for your for your your crowd type people, you know, and it's a cool look that that vest on the outside with the with the belt over top, like, it's amazing how fast something looks Star Wars when you do that. Gauntlet gloves, boots over over something and a a, a jumpsuit with again that belt with the square buckle uh, or the rectangular buckle, a big silver buckle like that. Immediately as soon as you do that just starts to look Star Wars. It's you know we brought all these mix and match pieces whenever we do one of these things and it's like it's just so fast and so fun to put looks together like that on set and just to be like, okay, you know, we need three or four more people for the background. What do we have?
1: Are there any, yeah. Do you know anything about the floppy hat? (laughs) Like, because it's one of those things, like everyone in those scenes kind of looks like they're dressed like characters at other times throughout the movie. And Biggs has the cape and capes. Kind of come back as a Star Wars thing, but the floppy hat kind of never really came back as a Star Wars
0: thing. Does Fixer have a hat? Am I? Or now I haven't seen it in a while. I don't Mm-mm. know.
1: I no one has a hat except for Luke. Just this big goofy hat.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess that. Yeah, that's probably why they cut the scene. No, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> it's. I'm okay with it. I like the idea that you know. That you can have a character that that accessorizes, that you know can modify his look throughout, so he's not just wearing. It's kind of weird that you know you've got Luke on multiple days and it's just always that same exact outfit. Like, you know, he's just like Batman. He's got a closet with just all of those farmer shirts in it, you
1: know? it. The real story isn't that they were they were meaning to replace the hat with a stop motion hat in the future, but they ran out of money. <laughs>
0: I, yeah, I heard that.
1: <laughs> I've seen the sketches.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> my goodness! Yeah, and Hermiodo is in the background.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, and Watto for some reason. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Watto
0: is in the background. That's perfect. Oh, I have no God. idea why.
1: Uh, so then we kind of, in a new hope, at least, then we kind of go through like a hat drought, right, until we get to the cantina.
0: I'm sorry. Did you say cantina? <laughs> Uh, yeah, spit take. Yeah. yeah, I was drinking at the time too. I sh- <laughs> should have really cautioned against that. Um, yeah, uh, there's there's a few hats in the cantina. So I mean, going on what we're talking about, Peter Diamond is the one that comes to mind first because he's got the the cap and goggle thing going on, um, and so he is the first snitch. And so, all right, this is one of those things. I, as a kid didn't put this together. It wasn't until years later where I think I, it might have even been when the 90, 94, 95, whenever that CD-ROM came out that had the black and white cantina footage, the first version of the cantina, where it was a much slower cut and it only had the UK shoot. That cut, when Obi-Wan uh, picks up Luke and, you know, uh, goes to walk him over to Han's booth. As they walk past Peter Diamond, who is the stunt coordinator, who is now also uh, playing this character of the snitch, you know, he very clearly looks around like what he just saw happen and then walks out the door. And then we cut to him walking out the door in Tunisia, which is why they had Peter Diamond play the character, because they knew he'd be in both places. And so he comes out the door and he calls over the Sand sand Troopers. And that's where, you know, uh, c 3 P is like, I don't like the look of this. So. In the final cut, though, you kind of just get a half a glance from him, and then it cuts a hard cut to him outside, already talking to the Sand Troopers, which is great for pacing. But in my head, I as a kid, I never put together that that was supposed to be the same guy. But when you see that black and white footage, it's just you literally kind of almost follow him out the door. But he's got... He has the, like, absolute prototype Malo look. He's got the vest. He's got the belt. He's got the hat with the goggles on it and a big old mustache just for fun.
1: Well, he's also gotten a lot of fame, like, with his... Tuscan Raider with the mask off photo. The you always see that picture going around of like, look at this Tuscan Raider with the mask off and it's Peter Diamond. Yeah, yeah. What what are some some other hats of the Cantina that that uh we should be looking out for in there?
0: Uh let's see here. So the the big one oh well wait. What about outside the cantina? That shot of uh, speaking of the floppy hats, and maybe this is where it came from. You got George riding the Dewback with the floppy hat on. <laughs> Your <laughs> that's, favorite photo.
1: Hashtag never forget. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, um, is that? Did you just solve the mystery that Lucas just wanted the hat, and if, if he was wearing it, it couldn't be in the movie
0: anymore? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> he just the took- sun's really irritating. I <laughs> just took the hat, and that's
1: it. Yeah. Which that makes me think of something. Like you always see all those pictures. Of like like Spielberg wearing baseball hats, he's filming Raiders, and he's got an ET hat. He's got a Star Wars hat on. You never see Lucas wearing hats that much. Like maybe it's that beautiful quaff of hair. He was waiting for the one with the Yoda
0: ears on it. Yeah. that's right. <laughs> That's what uh, he was waiting for. He's, he's got one of the uh, the the duck build uh, you know, Donald Duck hats from Disney World, or like a Goofy hat or something.
1: Did you ever have one of those Goofy? I had a Goofy hat. Did you
0: have a Goofy Did hat? Oh, goofy I had hat? a Goofy hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, so mine mine was before they went with the the real like the hard plastic brim and all of that too. Mine was oh. like the old, just printed on a regular cap kind of you know brim Goofy hat. Was uh, a long was, floppy years
1: i did too i did too and i think i, I even tried to wear it to school once and i, th- I thought it was cool uh, hey yeah.
0: you know what it was a big deal going to disney world as a kid man that you was that was no come, joke
1: you gotta come back and let people know where you've been
0: that's right <laughs> <laughs> um, all right who else is in there uh it's <laughs> so peter diamond so there's at least so this there's spacers there's uh but those cover their face because they have the shield down so we won't those are helmets we'll call those space helmets there's that? two others i can think of so one is uh it's one of Jabba's goons and he also has an awesome molo look uh molo molo it's and it, it's he's got the white shirt with a beige vest with like safari pockets on it and some ribbing and then the belt with the ammo bandolier around the waist and another ammo bandolier under it just for good measure and he's got a hat and i'm i'm 90 sure he's hat and goggles and that's uh, Gela i think is how you say his name but he's he's one of Jabba's goons, but he is also in the cantina. And then the other hat is really the most notorious hat in the cantina, and that's Pointy Hat Guy. If you go to look him up, you have to look up Boello. It's B-O-E-L-O. That was his legend's name. I don't know. I don't think he has a name in the new canon. We've just always called him pointy hat guy because he's got the the long pointy hat with the straggly things coming down on either side. He's got a great face, but we don't know who played this guy. Like, and this has been one of these weird mysteries. He's we've seen we've, we have great shots of his face. We also he plays a stormtrooper later in the movie. So we got to look at him there. He plays he turns up two other times in the movie. like face on screen. So he's in the rebel briefing room in one of the kind of like gray jumpsuits with no hat, big bushy, curly hair. He's also, he's in the background. I think when Luke is climbing off of his, uh, uh, like when they're celebrating after Luke comes in, but you, so you see him in the hangar, you see him in the briefing room. And then when they're getting on the elevator with Chewbacca, um, when Han and Luke get on that elevator, there's a few Imperial guards who walk by Watch closely. I believe he's going left to right. That pointy hat guy is there in a regular, like, kind of gray-green imperial officer costume, wearing a hat and walking by. And so it's (laughs) appropriate—the fact that matters for this show. That just seems
1: crazy. That of, like, I understand, like, the guy whose face is obscured by a a jar or whatever, like, not being able to figure that person out. But somebody that there's so much. Right Like footage of, yeah, and it's not like
0: it's I mean, weird. there's a few there's there's a few of them. there's that pirate guy up by the door uh, who looks a little like Gazo from Rocky. He's got like a mustache and he's got a, a a jacket very similar to Luke's ceremonial jacket and like we have beautiful pictures of this guy and his mustache and nothing. no one knows who the hell he is and it's just so strange to me. We figured out who the guy behind the jug is. I, I, and I can't, I'm not going to reveal it cause we're saving it for celebration, but like <laughs> that we were able to figure out, but like guy with a beautiful picture of his face. Nope. No idea. That makes Yeah.
1: It's even more uh, absurd that, yeah, you could, after all this time you can figure out half of somebody's
0: face, but you can't figure out people that you have full body shots in multiple different. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the movie costume. a few times. We found him in other movies, but he's always playing an uh, uncredited role. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, come on.
1: You know, you need more Dick Van Dyke shows. Maybe.
0: That's right. Oh <laughs> that's, my God, that was amazing. <laughs> that's, that's, oh, only Why chance. do I know that voice? Uh, <laughs> that guy. So this guy. He's not just like so. <laughs> he technically he wears a lot of hats, but he also uh, his. If you notice in the scene with Jabba over by the Falcon, look closely. He's carrying Walrus Man's gun. So in my head. You don't see his gun before that moment. I'm like, in my head, he goes into, like, after the incident, he just, like, walks over by the bar, scoops it up, and leaves. And then that's totally head cannon. I don't think it's real. But it's also Walrus Man's gun from the original UK shoot, not the US reshoot. So, really, my cannon probably doesn't make sense at all, but whatever. I just think it's interesting that he's using the same gun.
1: He's got, like, a whole two-paragraph biography on Wikipedia. It's insane, but yeah, we don't know the actor's name. It's that's crazy. Wow,
0: yeah, it's wow. very strange. And he's—it's not like he doesn't have a distinctive face, too. You know what I mean? Like he's a—he's an interesting looking guy. And yeah, nothing. This is stuff that keeps me awake. This is why you guys can sleep and I can't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, and that's true. That's You're true. not lying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so moving on, we have we have we talked about all the hats of the cantina. Are there any hats left to?
0: I think that's all of them. I think that's I think that's everybody who who's worth talking about. <laughs> I don't think yeah, everybody else, it's either masks or helmets or, you know, face coverings and things like that. So yeah, no. So that, who's, that, who's next on your that, list?
1: I would say there's that one guy after Luke and Obi-Wan sell the speeder and they're in the alley before Grindin, whatever, however you say his name, Snoot face guy, he's got like a it's one of the crowd guys. He almost has like a like a chef's hat or something on. Oh no! Does it have a brim? No, it's I can't tell. It's like a little mushroomy hat that I haven't seen anybody else wear.
0: Interesting. Yeah, there's there's some neat stuff going on in the background of Isley. I love those sets. They're they're deceptively smaller than they look, and they use really you know great use of uh, painted backdrops and things like that in some of the alleyways and stuff. And it's just God. It's yeah. It's so great. Just love that.
1: Yeah, it's just neat how much stuff is just crammed into those couple little shots.
0: Yeah, and just really good use of, like, junk laying around (laughs) and things like that. (laughs) That just sort of speaks to what's happening and and just gives you a sense of what's going on in that space that, uh, you know, you wouldn't get. I don't know. It's, yeah, really, it's amazing to me what they pulled together on that budget. Like, so good.
1: Well there aren't any hats in the Millennium Falcon, so then we go to the Death Star. The blast right? shield
0: down. It's not even a hat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do we have going on in the Death Star? Uh
0: I still say it's a helmet, but I you're y I mean the, the, the Death Squad commander. You know, action figure had a, a has a pretty good hat, and that's actually Peter Diamond plays one of those too. Although he's shaved his mustache, so you wouldn't realize it's him. <laughs> Again, God, give somebody else a chance, Peter. But I love that hat too. That's like that that it's sort of like the visor being up on the other helmet, but it's got the holes in it for some reason. I was I always think like it looks like a bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does yeah, like some <laughs> big finger just like bloop um but the I love just the big flare of it, and it's just it's really unusual looking you know like if if you just put it out there on its own, it's a strange thing are the
1: are these hats like found materials, combined materials like
0: those are are vac form plastic, kind of like the the fleet trooper helmets and the the imperial gunner helmets. Um, the, the central helmet of it was vac formed over this naval helmet. I can't think of the name of the it. talker helmet, something like that, but that central shape is pulled from all from the same sort of shape. And then it's just all different things applied over top. It's the, you know, the flared out back, it's the scoop back for the one, it's the underbite for the other, it's those elements on the top and these little ear caps, and then things that get borrowed and transferred over to. You know, TIE fighter pilot helmets, which are, you know, a combination of uh, an X-wing helmet and a stormtrooper and the ear caps from something else. And it's just really judicious use of what they had. It's similar to the set building, like just really good reuse of stuff and um, taking cheap materials and just making them look amazing, at least on screen.
1: So did they, like, order, like, the naval helmets as a starting point to build on top of those?
0: No, the the, the actual—the fa- the initial mold was off of one of those helmets. Ah, but then okay. all of the helmets used are VAC form poles over one of those. So it's just thin plastic, heated up, melted, and sucked down on top of a form that is that shape from the original helmet. And then from there, added to, modified, however— you know, for each of the individual ones.
1: So then kind of going off our helmet hat rule, then we're kind of getting into like the,
0: the X-Wing pilot helmets, hats. Hat (laughs) Yeah. Helmets. And I, the cool thing. Oh gosh. Okay. So this, I don't know if this was at this, you guys have been to a couple of cantina panels, so we might've talked about this one, but you know, there's all these different logos on the helmets. And as you look through especially the first Star Wars, there are logos on everything. Um, they're that little round ship that's kind of outside of the cantina, if you look at that, there's a few different logos on that. There's the logo over the door of the cantina. There's logos on the cups in the cantina. you know. And as you go through the movie, you see a lot of stuff in the background. They, gave, they put space branding on it, which is really neat. And the... the sort of visual language that came up with it for it is really cool. It's minimal, but it just looks designed, you know? And, it, and it's, it's, I always kind of say like, that's, I got I want to do a panel like like the logos of star Wars one day and everybody will come in thinking it's going to be like, yeah, and this was the first draft of the star Wars. And it'll be like, you know, the movie logo It's like, no, no, no. I'm talking about the logos on the cups in the cantina that, you know, but if you look, there's um i don't know do they call that one the flying meatball there the fans have come up with names for all the different logos on the helmets you know just to keep track of stuff um but one of the ones on the helmets is the same logo that is on the cups in the cantina and i just remember you showing that to pablo at one point and it might have been like at the convention that we point this out and it's like you know it's a strange reuse and he's just like, well, you know, buy a helmet, get a cup. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's, that's how they got them initially. You know, it's just, it was a, it was an incentive program. <laughs> um, but yeah, look at those helmets up close. And as I cut from, from, character to character whether they're someone who dies right away or someone who's in there for the long haul they all have a really cool unique helmet loaded with logos and markings and I love that sort of story that 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 you know that is hinted at just with those sorts of touches so good
1: so then after the Death Star battle what we're kind of in the Yavin base right
0: uh yeah I think so. I'm um, trying to think if there's any hats in between, but not really. <laughs>
1: they they save the most exciting hats for the end. That's right.
0: Uh, you definitely have, you know, a few hats on stage, the kind of military caps. There's that, that sort of like, and cap is the only way I can think of it, a short brimmed beige or olive military cap, almost like a painter's cap, but in beige or olive. And they're all over the place in that scene.
1: Yeah, because no one's really wearing those on the base until the end. They're like, they're formal hats, fancy dress hats.
0: That's right. They're always (laughs) in their back pocket, you know, like with a a slingshot and a a thing of Cracker Jacks or something.
1: So then we move on to Empire, right? And we've got Hoff Trooper hats everywhere. I love these hats. What do you know about these Hoff Trooper hats?
0: You know, they're all custom made you know by the time you get to empire there's there's still a lot of found parts going on but for the most part you know those costumes are all made you definitely have a look established in there that carries over to everybody i mean and also i guess the environment requires everybody to be wearing those hats. It's not like the dress hats at the end of the last one. So you're gonna want to <laughs> have everybody holding on to those.
1: The the Imperial hats in the Empire Strikes Back, is there any difference from a New Hope Imperial hats to Empire Imperial hats?
0: I would guess not, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. My I I I would imagine they would have remade a lot of that stuff just because you know, the, the first movie, a lot of that wardrobe just kind of went back into the rental stock you know they they had it made for the movie but the rental houses keep it at the end and they threw away so much stuff on the first Star Wars that it just is, it hurts. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were able to find some of that. In rental stock and bring it back into the mix, but I would guess they would have supplemented by making some more as well. Um, I think another potential area would be those those metal discs that are on the hats, and you know possibly by the time you get to Empire, if they're not all machined pieces and not found items anymore, I'd be surprised. Do we count the
1: little padded hats the pilots wear under their helmets? Are those hats?
0: <laughs> I yeah, I think you could. Those are cool. <laughs> Very, like, old-timey flyboy hats. Yeah. Were those just thermal? Like, why didn't they give those to the guys in the first movie? That's the same, yeah.
1: They they have a bigger budget now. They could get the little bit of padding for the
0: helmets. Nice. Well, I mean, and it definitely helps because those prop helmets are just thin plastic that's totally hollow. So, yeah, I love those little under-helmets. It's total, like, old-timey aviator stuff.
1: Is Empire the only time we see people wearing those? I'm really trying to think um i feel like we see him in return of the jedi but maybe
0: yeah that's a good question that's a good question
1: because there's the, the there's the classic two fighters against the star destroyer that guy
0: he's he's right he's like the the spokesperson yeah i i don't know offhand i i i would imagine i feel like you can see him on the a-wing pilot helmets and stuff like that but maybe they're part of them in Jedi, I mean, you also by the time Jedi comes around, the Y-wing people had their own helmets too. Like it was a unique shape, which always seemed weird to me. Like, wait, what happened? Why do they have different helmets now? Like, why? Why do they all need different helmets? Actually, now that I'm thinking about it,
1: jumping ahead to you know, Return the Jedi, you got the 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 A-wing guy right with the with the helmet with a bat on it. That's like the coolest helmet of all time. Nine nubs hel- hats, kind of like the those aviator things, except for that he had to cut holes for his ears. (laughs) But it's maybe that's what I'm thinking of when I'm thinking of
0: return of the Jedi. I'm trying to, I'm like, now I'm like, I need to go look up some a wing pilot helmets and see, (laughs) because I, I feel like there's, there's like an impression of that stuff going on from just from the way some of those, those helmets are designed. Uh, And, and maybe it's just that some of the Jedi helmets have like some of that stuff kind of, showing like the the a-wing pilot helmets you can kind of see some brown uh leathery stuff showing on either ear that kind of maybe gives you the impression of that under helmet going on but it it might just be part of the helmet gabe go go ahead gabe where do we go next
1: well the
0: uh the ad commander
1: yeah Is i love a hat?
0: that yeah yeah what's his name the uh, you know
1: oh general veers yeah yeah yeah. Walter Walter Donovan, never trust anyone. Yeah. No, no. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> when he wrote down Addict Commander, I was like, I don't remember an Addict Commander, I only remember General Veers, but you mean General Veers, so okay. Well in the Attic Commander hat, it's very similar to what we see, maybe I'm completely wrong, later in Return of the Jedi with the ATSD driver hats. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because at first I thought like Veers got his own special hat because he's Veers. But then you just kind of see everyone driving some AT-something kind of has that hat. That's because Veers had it first, and then all the other drivers were like, they wanted to be cool like Veers, so they all went out and got the matching hats. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> He's an influencer. Have you, Tom, have you, I know we've talked about this a lot. Have you ever thought really long and hard about, okay, S- Star Wars is real. Star Wars is the that galaxy who's making the clothes there's somebody in star wars that's making the hats and why can't we get a story about those people like somewhere there's a shop in star wars galaxy of just people making hats
0: i wanted so this is another one of my favorite things that pablo said in one of our cantina panels the the fact that walrus man has the two types of hands And the one the one type is the big hoof hand with no fingers. And then the other is the werewolf hand that you see in the close up. And you only ever see that in the close up after the fight. And if you look, though, the fly has the same hands. The uh, land speeder salesman guy has the same hands. So, you know, the real reason is those were quick and easy to cast and it doesn't take as long to seam a hoof that it does as it does a bunch of fingers. So the effects guys just made extras of those hands and put them on people. But in the story, you know, Pablo throughout, he's like. Of course he did because he's Canadian, but he's like, well, what if it's like a hockey fight and they're really gloves? And then when the fight starts, he throws the gloves down, (laughs) pulls out his blaster, and then gets his arm cut off. And then I'm like, wow, if they're gloves, then that explains why other people have those hands. Mm -hmm. And like, all we have to do is walk past, like one episode of The Mandalorian, he just walks past a shop selling those hoof hands as gloves, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? In all different colors and I would die if that happened. I would just, that would be the greatest thing to have. It could be as small as you want in the background. I'm talking to I, you, Dave Filoni. I, hey, speaking of hats, Dave Filoni, <laughs> am I right?
1: Well, it makes sense. Like, we were talking about, like, you don't see a lot of pictures of Lucas wearing hats. And Filoni is known for his hat.
0: He's the anti, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the anti-Lucas. Although, did you, so have you guys been watching the Disney Gallery show? The, the oh, yeah. This? Oh, Yes. How oh, yeah. great was that? They just let him talk for like ten minutes at the end of episode <laughs> yeah. two. Yeah, and everybody just sat there and took a class on what Star Wars really means. Like yeah. that was just amazing to watch. Uh, yeah, that was uh, so good.
1: We were all everyone sitting around that table listening to him talk, just kind of blown back. Like, oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's it was impressive.
1: Does Denkar? Is that a hat? Is Dengar wearing a hat?
0: Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, he definitely has, like, head wraps, but are the wraps part of the hat or are they, you know, is the hat its own thing? I kind of see that all as one wrap.
1: Is a mummy wearing a hat? (laughs) It depends on how technical you want to be with your term hat, I think. Right. Which I think is something we're kind of dancing around this entire episode. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, who, whose fault is that?
0: We, <laughs> yeah. if only you knew who made those rules. Yeah. Um, what is this hat that we speak Speaking of? of Dengar that's one of Nick Maley's makeups. It's an out of the kit, collodion and and you know putty makeup that he put on the guy uh, for that you know for for that one scene there. But yeah, I'm I, I'm okay calling that a hat if you if you really wanna fine. You know kind of wrapped up mummified turbany hat, and he shows up in Jedi again, mm, uh-huh. uh-huh. sand's backpack, but with hat, so yeah.
1: yeah I guess if if you if he wraps it the same way every time, does that turn it into a hat yeah, yeah, <laughs> like does consistency make it a hat
0: right, yeah, yeah. Wasn't, or maybe he didn't... it's just like yeah, the top of it is all glued together and that's one thing and it just goes on over the other wraps
1: like if you had a if you had a bad haircut and you wanted to wear a hat to cover your bad haircut well then what's the difference between dengar wearing bandages to cover up whatever scars he's got underneath those
0: Mm, that's fair you know it's interesting going to jabba's palace i'm looking and dengar it's you know, obviously, it's not the exact same guy, and he's carrying a gun that's that's very different, and it's a real weird gun that we had seen in in some behind the scenes photos from the armorer from uh, Baptie, which the armor uh, armorer that did the the guns for the movies. Um, I don't know actually for Jedi, I'm not 100 percent sure that came from BAPTI, but it, it's it's a very cobbled together sort of you know plumbing parts kind of looking blaster, but it's it's funny to go through Jabba's palace and start to see some, there was this uh, a thing that was floating around the RPF decades ago. That was just all these shots of different guns. And we're like, where are, where are these from? Like they're real dopey looking. And sure enough, like when you go through Jabba's palace and start to see him like, Oh, there's that one. Oh, there's that one. Um, so Dango is carrying one of those and it, and he doesn't have the wrapped top of the head. He just has like a, it looks like just a hood. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do we ever see him more than from the back? Like, did they I have to go digging? I don't know that, you know, I wonder if that's one of those ones where they they intentionally only just shot him from behind or if they actually recreated his look with the scars and everything. And if, you know, who the heck is playing him in Return of the Jedi? It's probably not the same guy, but.
1: I don't want to say, too, Dengar even showing up in Return of the Jedi. That's something – maybe I'm wrong, but I want to say that's something we didn't even see until it came out in widescreen, where we went through, like, all the 80s watching Return of the Jedi, and then all of a sudden, in the 90s, like, what?
0: Dengar's in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a lot of times that stuff's on the edge of the screen and just cut off.
1: (laughs) I'm going to call everybody I know Dengar's in Return of the Jedi. (laughs)
0: it's not just bosk and boba fett what are there too oh my god well i wonder if ig88's in the droid room somewhere go pause it <laughs> i see something cool get my sketchbook like kids today don't know the feeling like you just you couldn't you know, take a polaroid of the screen see what happens like there's no you couldn't screenshot you could you had nothing you Uh-oh. you know like, you, you, I like, literally, I was trying to make a proton pack as a kid, and like, I would pause a bad VHS copy of, of, Return, of uh, <laughs> yeah. Ghostbusters on the Omni magazine that slides mm-hmm. by in the montage. And I would like just pause on that and try and sketch what was on there because the pause would only last five minutes before the VHS would release. So you, it was like a timer, and it was, oh my God, the Agita that you would get trying to copy something in these movies. Ah, kids today. They'll never know.
1: <laughs> so, speaking of Dengar, the cloud car pilots' hats. <laughs> How is that? Okay. I'll, I'll
0: follow that. That's... Yeah.
1: The cloud, cloud car pilots in Empire, this is a fascinating study. We could do a whole two hour episode just about the cloud car pilots because we all know what they look like, but are they? They're barely in The Empire Strikes Back.
0: It's like, how many things do we know because of the action figures? Yes. You know what I mean? Like that, that was Star Wars for us. You know, you couldn't, especially for the first two movies, for me anyway, I I didn't get a VHS until uh, well into the 80s. I really think it was like by the time Return of the Jedi came out, that was when I had one because we taped the from Star Wars to Jedi, the making of a saga off of pbs or you know one of the one of the two public channels that we had out here because they did it during their drive that year uh because and i know this because i used to i would try and edit out those giant long commercials of them trying to get people to buy tote bags Um, (laughs) and but so like that's That was the thing. I probably watched more than even the movies because I didn't have the movies. And, you know, early home video, you couldn't buy them. You could rent them. If you wanted to buy them, there were hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And uh, my parents weren't doing that. Um, So, you know, you would you'd have to maybe you had a friend who had two VCRs and who copied the one that they, they rented from the local mom and pop shop. You know, it's it's so weird now, like everything is so accessible. Um, but so those figures were it, uh, you know, it's like, what does a Tauntaun look like? Whatever Kenner told us they looked like, you know, what's a <laughs> cloud are. car pilot look like? I, I got a Kenner figure says it looks like this.
1: <laughs> I didn't remember the Tauntauns having legs on their sides in the movie, but that's what the toy looks like. So that must be how it is. <laughs> <laughs> they have human legs growing <laughs> off of them.
0: Uh. Come on. That's actually pretty clever to put the legs on the back like that. It is.
1: Extremely clever. Yeah. Extremely clever. That's one I wanted to do it with a blurb from Mandalorian. Oh God. That would have been awesome. Yeah. But these cloud car pilot helmets, they're kind of similar to the rebel blockade.
0: Yeah. Or, or even just the rebel tech helmets, you know, as you, as you go into the hangar, there's a few guys and the guys driving the little skids and stuff around and, um, uh, and just walking around working on stuff. It's it's that kind of helmet. I wonder if it's not one of those that's been modified. I don't know offhand, but I, that wouldn't surprise me. Has
1: there ever have you ever seen like a behind the scenes photo of anything of any cloud car pilot actors wandering around like the cloud city set or anything?
0: You know, I've never gone searching for that. I have not seen it, um, and I've not come across it in stuff that we've done, you know, licensing-wise, where we sometimes get to see photos that aren't out there at all. But I also I haven't gone searching for it. Mm-hmm. I'm always amazed at what we do turn up when we start looking at stuff. Like, you know, it, it was like that time we found that one weird blue Cobra Commander guy in the in the Bespin um, junk room, right. Like, How many times did we watch that scene and never notice it? And then you go back, and there he is. But it's just, you know, one picture caught my eye in a weird way when we were looking for IG-88 for something. And it's just, it's so strange how that happens. (laughs) It's like this weird gateway opens up.
1: Well, the cloud card pilot does just seem extra crazy because, in my mind, I know exactly what it looks like because of the figure, but there is really no clear photo from the movie.
0: They had to be going off something uh, at at Kenner. I can't, I mean, the only reason, there's definitely a model of the cloud car pilot. I don't know, and maybe that's what they're going off. Maybe they never made a a life-sized human version of it. But, like, in the model, there is a mini cloud car guy in there, and that's probably what they were looking at. Yeah, I never really even thought about it. That's funny.
1: Cuz like the the Kenner action figure card, it's is it the picture of the model with like a little model dude sitting inside of it or is it a real is it a
0: real person? That does look like the model to me at a glance.
1: I got to rem- remember to go back and rewatch cuz there was on the Blu-rays there's the little featurette just about the cl- the Cloud Car. And they show the model pretty close where you can see the pilots in the model, so
0: there are definitely pilots in the model, and to <laughs> me, that image on the the Kenner thing does look like yeah that that looks yeah. to me like the model
1: the that featurette's on YouTube, and they're like showing just the pilots there's photos of with the- cloud car apart with just the pilots, so yeah, that looks like that that's the figure back is that, and there's no. You're probably right then that they never made a human size helmet.
0: Yeah, I would bet they didn't. Which is
1: kind of, which yes, especially because it it is so similar to. You would think there would be something close to that to make, and they just didn't do it.
0: Well, no. I'll, I'll continue to investigate that after. <laughs> there, there you go. If I if I ever have reason to search, you know Bespin stuff again, I'll I'll keep a half an eye out and, and report back.
1: Well, sp- moving on. Speaking of Bespin, the the Bespin security guard helmets, mm-hmm. hats, those are, hats, ha- hat mits. So, sorry, whoops. Okay, those are those are some cool hats,
0: and they're they're sort of. Um, I think uh, we were just talking about this. I keep mentioning Brandon today. Jeez. he was saying that that was actually one of those costumes, and I think this was in Nick's last. The, one of the online conventions that Nick Maley was doing, the Starnet uh, events convention, and he uh, he had done a panel on John Mallow, and they were saying that for Empire, they actually spent a lot of time designing the Bestman security guard outfits for some reason. <laughs> um, you know, what they ultimately end up with seems very simple, but... It's weird sometimes you get things like that in movies where it's just a design just doesn't click right off the bat and you just seem to go back over and over and over again working on it and that that was apparently one of those um but yeah I love that hat that that kind of like multi-layered kind of backwards and forwards thing happening it's
1: it's like a mix between the imperial hats and the and Luke's floppy hat it's like the best of both yes it just needs goggles
0: yeah. But it's also, it's got like a, a little bit of extension in the front. Like they're kind of almost helmet-y depending on who's wearing it. And if you go look, if you even if you just search probably prop store and Best Guard security uniform, you can see one of them now. And it's, it's a really neat uniform. It's got a cool cut to it. It's like, you know, a little bit of that military torso, uh, almost like a marching band kind of vibe to it. Um, <laughs> it's... Uh, it's really cool. Like yeah, just take away the funky ray guns and give them some some instruments. You know? <laughs> dun, 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 dun.
1: Little known facts about Bespin that they had a great marching band. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So mo- moving on to Return of the Jedi, we can kind of we can kind of move quick because we've talked about some Jedi stuff already. The Gamorrean guards have a little little leather cap, kind of hard leather skull cap thing.
0: Uh, you know what I loved about those? So, and this goes back to that darn documentary, geez, there, there's a shot of them like suiting up one of the Gamorrean guys. And so, the way their hat works, it's like that hard leather stuff with the, the thick metal looking pieces on them, and then a bunch of, you know, layered leather and fabric coming down the back for that hunchy back look. And they put this guy's head on. And it looked like he had this leather and burlap hood, and I was like, "Oh man, like who's that Gamorrean? Like that's really cool. He must be in the background somewhere. Like they did this to make him different." I was like, "No, it was. It's a regular one. It's just all that fabric from the back had been flipped forward when they put the mask on the guy." But in my head for years, that was an alternate type of Gamorrean, and I was dying to find him. And I was just like, "Oh no, you idiot! You're you know, you're eleven. What do you know? You know." <laughs> like, but yeah, so you got the Gamorrean. you've got Klaatu, Barada, and Nikto, which is like Hat City between mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. three. Really, it's not even just three of those because you've got four Nikto, you probably have three or four Klaatu each with different hats. Um, Barada, there's two of. Um, Barada really gets, I don't know if he's a hat so much as a bandana.
1: Well, and I think for Jabba's Palace, bandanas, headbands count. It's it's, it's it's headgear. It's not a helmet.
0: I love the Nikto. Oh, gosh, I love Nikto just as a sculpt. Like, that's just such a cool-looking alien. But the the various helmets there, you got the one guy who's got like the spikes going down the center, like a spiky mohawk. Um, you got the, the guy with that real fluffy, fabricy looking thing, the sort of like Middle Eastern vibe sort of thing. Klaatu, the leather helmet., and then you got the other one, that sort of seashell looking metal helmet that's just really weird and wild looking. Do, do you count Lando's disguise as a hat?
1: What do you think I don't know I'm torn on this i I love it I love that hat helmet hat hat helmet
0: based on a on a, a first baseman's glove or whatever it was that you know was was the basis of the the inspiration for it
1: it It's a helmet until he pulls the front down to let you know that it's Lando then it turns into a hat yeah
0: <laughs> he should have just winked. You know, <laughs> uh, right at the camera. I, you know, do you, maybe you guys. So when when he is trying to take Leia away and Jabba says, bring her to me, they don't subtitle what Jabba says to get his uh, attention. And I swear as a kid, I swore he was saying Lando. Lando calls and I'm like, is he supposed to know that he's Landa? Like, is he just using that name and it doesn't matter because they don't know that he's friends with Han? Or like, uh, it, to me, it was a Lando, ba ba da ba, you know? And I'm like, what? Wait a minute, you know? Like, but listen to it again the next time and tell me if you or if anybody's listening, go on the uh, the uh, what is it? Blast points, Star Wars, super chill, long name group, and. Yeah uh join that group if you're not if you're listening and you're not in the super chill group then like you're missing out on half the show that's the other half of the show is just the cool (laughs) stuff that stuff cool (laughs) stuff that happens there yeah oh but um the uh so yeah that that anybody who's listening please tell me if you also ever heard that or if i'm just totally crazy (laughs)
1: Maybe Lando's not good at, he's good at disguises, but he's always, he's not good at fake names. He's terrible at
0: fake names.
1: <laughs> it's like, well, you you gotta think, like, Lando had been to Jabba's palace before, probably. He's a smuggler. Yeah, could have
0: been. Could have been.
1: Maybe Jabba's Java's probably just like, give me a break with this helmet hat.
0: You know I can see you, right? I have very big eyes. <laughs> I've met you before. My iris is even open and closed. You can see it. <laughs> so I can, I can let a lot of light in.
1: So stand out in hats in Return of the Jedi, the Emperor's
0: buddies. I, and I'm sorry, cause, I mean, I am I am very anxious to get to the Emperor's buddies. Uh, by the way, I didn't realize they were his buddies. I thought there was Imperial dignitaries, but whatever, you know, that's fine. Uh, but no the uh, uh, what about Ula and Weeba Weeba? Because oh. like, mm-hmm. so. Yes. Obviously, Ula's got that kind of headgear thing. Um, and then, you know, Weeba Weeba slash Yarna, Delarga, whatever whatever the heck it is. That one, that she's got crazy headgear with all sorts of things hanging off of it. Just beads and like dried, looks like dried fruit or flowers or something. Like it's it's just nuts what's going on on her head.
1: You're right. Those are hats. You know, and that's funny. I've never really thought about that. I have her, I have Weeba Weeba's action figure, and I just I just turned around to look at it, and I was like, I've never, for some reason, I maybe thought that that was like some sort of weird hair. Yeah.
0: How funny is, did you, I mean, the, we've only found out that Weeba Weeba was her fairly recently, too. And it was... Gosh darn it! It was Brandon again. He didn't pay me to mention his name this many times this episode. He paid me to mention four times, not the fifth. But uh, but yeah, like it was. It was Pablo was trying to figure that out for years because it's on you know one of these old Lucasfilm documents, and I think it was Brandon who found like the related Polaroid that had a number on it, and the numbers on the Polaroids, we realized, matched up to this Lucasfilm document, and you kind of, you know, you can go through, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's Hermiotal, and that's that number, and that's this, and that's this, and then, you know, Yarna shows up, and it's like, that's Weeba Weeba, you know, (laughs) like, we had no idea what that was for years. There was this mysterious name that we had no idea who it could have been, and it's like, ah, thank goodness, you know?
1: Now, when you go on Wikipedia you look up Weeba Weeba, it's the human Rancor Keeper guy who's got a hat of his own.
0: Gosh, I was just thinking amateurs. about him. I know. Yeah. I was like, ooh, wait. Does the big door count as a hat for the Rancor? Yeah. What, too soon? <laughs> yes, that counts. It's always going to be sad. Oh, it's just the little like, at the end, you know, it's like he's, he's trying to make it and it's just. Oh, and he doesn't, and then it's like, oh, it's sad. It's like when King Kong falls off the building.
1: Wasn't it a very controversial thing with Weeba Weeba versus the the the, the other Jabba dancer? Because the other Jabba dancer, what's the deal? Her name is listed as Yarma Gargon.
0: Well, so yarna gargon is Weeba Weeba. Like the the larger dancer with the crazy hair and the you know headgear. Um, and the weird forehead application with just warts and wrinkles all over it, this very boogity-looking foam latex appliance on her head. Wikipedia isn't always up to date. Okay, um, I remember <laughs> after one of our panels where we revealed a whole bunch of new stuff, like Cantina stuff once, going to Wikipedia and making a few edits, like two or three, and having them almost immediately turned off and then and you know erased or whatever and someone and i wrote say like hey what gives and they go like well you you have to have a source to cite on this and i'm like <laughs> i'm the source like i did we just did the panel at star wars celebration we had the pictures and everything like that's not that guy like they were trying to it, and it was stuff that people had confused for a long time and it's just you know there's still stuff on there that that Drives me bananas, but I'm like, ah, whatever. Now I just don't even.
1: Weba Weba Gargon, we need. These are not the times for confusion on Weba Weba and Gargon. We need. We need answers. We
0: need. And and maybe it's because the only time we've ever really talked about this was, I think. Maybe at Celebration Europe, Pablo did it. And then at Salt Lake Comic Con with Kirk Thatcher and Pablo and myself, we did a panel and we talked about it there. And it's just like someone we apparently it can't be us. But if someone else did it and referenced that panel, apparently they can. I don't know. But like someone should go and fix that. The Rancor Keeper is not Weeba Weeba. I am sorry. We
1: need facts nowadays. We need cold, hard facts. We have to follow the Weeba Weeba
0: science. It sounds like you're drifting into like Jar Jar talk. Like, <laughs> Weeba Weeba got to follow the science. <laughs> you know? That's natural. Okay,
1: moving on. We can we can spend all night talking about Weeba Weeba. Moving on. <laughs> I
0: we- hey, I got an idea. What about the Emperor's buddies?
1: Yes. We're, 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 no. Before we get to the Emperor's buddies, we can't forget. He's in Jabba's palace and he follows them onto the sail barge. There's the little chubby like older guy with a mustache and he has almost like the hat that the pilots in the, in the Hoth base had. He's got the like skull cap with the padded little ear
0: things. There's a handful of cool humans like in Jabba's palace that I feel like need their own Star Wars celebration <laughs> panels someday. Well, <laughs> oh. I guess, yeah, because then there's the guy... The guy who shoots Luke's hand has like a cool kind of Lando-esque hat with a scarf around his face. That's mm. different than the guy who has
1: almost like a towel hat on. This looks like he's wearing a towel. <laughs> And goggles. He has like goggles and a towel because he's hanging around with the with the mustache guy and like the the hat the hat only zone with R two and three PO. Nice, yes. <laughs> that's like that's the fancy part of the sail barge where all the hat people went.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, they're 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 fancy dress hats, you know. That's
1: Jabba's sail barge is like going to the Kentucky Derby. Of star wars you gotta put that's your, right
0: uh, oh my gosh a good that's what the pod there's a whole section of people in the pod race wearing funky hats somewhere <laughs> i can't <laughs> believe they missed out on that opportunity <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure there is i'm sure there is there's still time it's, it's, uh the emperor's buddies uh, oh, oh yeah guys. great idea <laughs> i love it so there. emperor's buddies you've got so there's two right off the bat who i love uh one is the tallest skinniest one with the schnoz uh, that's Anthony Lang. He is listed as, as one of the local uglies in the cantina, and we, for years, everybody thought he was Bo He is not. That is Francis Alfred Basil Tomlin. He does turn up in the rebel briefing, um, and he is almost certainly in the cantina, and I have a very, very strong hunch I know where he is in the cantina, but we just don't have a clear enough picture to prove it yet. But uh so he's definitely in the first Star Wars. I don't know if he's in Empire or anywhere, but he does show up in Return of the Jedi, and he's one of the dignitaries. He's the one that that the action figure is based on. But then the other guy, there's a short guy with the most awesome hat. It's like three feet tall, and it's just rounded on the end and blue and long and and weird and and uh that guy is also in the cantina, and I think his name is Francis Bet- Bestoni or Batsoni? Batsoni. And he, in the cantina, he's, he's got a white shirt on and shaggy black hair, and he's sitting next to, like, the Tonica sisters in that area. And you can kind of just see him in the foreground on the left of the image when they cut to the Tonica sisters looking like, what's going on when Luke comes in and the bartender's yelling? But uh, but yeah, so he turns up at, in this weird, awesome, giant blue Smurf hat thing. And then I don't I, know anything about the other guys.
1: I like the other – there's, I guess, there's the other two guys that look like they're wearing like five hats on top of each other. They're like – <laughs> they, they showed up one day and the emperor was like no you need to wear more hats and they had to go back and put more on <laughs> <laughs> their hats weren't tall enough so they just kept putting more on
0: <laughs> they're, they're all like that one guy in pirates of the caribbean trying to make his way off the you know he's like stepping on the boat wearing all the hats like that's these guys yeah and then there's there's like the one other guy with like the wide pirate hattie looking one too there's a there's actually a fifth one isn't there yeah
1: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's kind of the pirate-looking guy. I always loved those guys. I wish they they need their own show, just all about those guys.
0: Like, just tell us what's happening there. But I just, gosh, it's so funny. Francis Batsoni, whatever, why can't I say that today? He just looks so out of place next to all the other ones. They were all in purple and, and deep velour, and he's just in, like, blue and just, like, Hey everybody! You know he's got that like I don't just this weird wide face. The rest of them are all gaunt, you know. And it's like we haven't eaten in decades. And he's like, Hey everybody! I just had a pizza. What's happening over here?
1: So moving on from the Emperor's buddies, um, we got an Endor. The all the Endor Rebel Trooper hats. Those are inc- just incredibly
0: cool. Yeah. That like half a donut kind of thing, that like lobot ring, you know. Actually, well, let's see. You know, the endor one goes all the way around, doesn't it? God, that's yeah. It's it's such a Return of the Jedi look too. When you start looking at the helmets for the A wing and the Y wing and stuff, they're, they're it's clear they all kind of came from the same group uh, doing all the vac form stuff and Pete Ronzani and that whole gang just. God the stuff they did it's it's just so good and all made so cheaply and simply you know even things like the imperial royal guards the emperor's royal guards look so premium and hefty and and like heavy and expensive and they're just such thin light plastic back form stuff, <laughs> like you know, borderline Ben Cooper costume, you know. Um, but they're just so gorgeous. It's like all design and you know cheap, smart production. Um even a lot of like those um even Lando's helmet and stuff like everything looks weighty and heavy and everything and then you get it and it's kind of like oh now that's that's pretty flimsy, you know. <laughs> like it's just wow. barely enough to make it through production, uh, but that's movie magic. What about? I mean, do we count the Ewok hoods and helmets and stuff?
1: Yes, I think we I, do. I'd say especially especially Low Gray. I mean, he's an Ewok with a like an animal
0: bone on top of his head. Well, doesn't uh is it Tebow uh, that has that? Yeah. Tebow's the the kind of like dark black, kind of black and light tan striped guy. Uh, the old figure he was like gray stripes, but it's really oh. tan. But he's got an animal skull on his head too, and that's another one. Like that skull is is actually vac form plastic. Like it's it's really barely anything, but it looks so good. But yeah, low gray is is awesome. Low gray has so much going on too. Like if you really start to look at his helmet or hat or whatever, like there's like crab claws on there. There's beaks from things. There's the, you know, the big vac form bird skull, there's feathers, there's leather. Um, They put a lot of effort and time into this stuff and really sold the idea that these were aged characters who lived in their stuff for years and, and built on it.
1: I, I don't know how I've spent way too much time just like looking at pictures of Ewoks. And yeah, they're some of those Ewok costumes, the detail on them is just insane. And Low Gray changed a lot from Return of the Jedi to his appearance in the, the Ewok films. Low Gray in the Ewok films looks insane. I don't know how long it's been, but like his like eyebrows are super long and it almost looks like he's got like a Fu Manchu mustache and like a goatee.
0: Someone needs <laughs> to do like that. Is that like, you know, beginning of quarantine, end of quarantine, low or something. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: and even talking, you know, the Ewok movies, the Ewok movies, like uh, Noah Wilford Brimley has an unbelievable kind of like pointy hat, almost like the Cantina pointy hat guy. And uh, everyone's favorite hero, Sindel has a, an amazing headband that she wrote a different headband in the first and second movies, which I don't know how that happens. I don't know if like the Ewoks made her a se separ- like a, a headband. <laughs>
0: I don't know. They made that dress for Princess Leia or or they just yeah. beat someone who is the same size. <laughs> right. Wow, well, yeah, You know, it's funny, too. I'm looking and is I guess is that's that's supposed to be low gray. Wow. Yeah. Like his fur color is totally different, too. He's he's more of uh, Tebow's fur color than he is low gray's fur color.
1: Well, he's either a lot younger or a lot older in the Ewok movies. Right. We don't we don't know which direction. To yeah, it's still. Under yeah, f- I
0: guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, one of the things there was there was some stuff that they they um, were trying to figure out years ago. There were these helmets that were um, ATSD helmets, but with ATSD driver helmets, but wrapped in all kinds of fabric and distressing and things like that. And they turned out to be from the Ewok movies, and they were repurposed for one of those. And I'm wondering if that's an indication that they're supposed to take place later. But I don't know. Wicket certainly seems bigger and older, but you know that could just be down to Warwick Davis being slightly bigger at that point because he was such a little kid in the first one.
1: I always my I always think those movies are so magical. They're whenever you want them to, be. <laughs> right? <laughs> they're, they're timeless. <laughs> yeah uh,
0: they
1: they could all be happening right now. <laughs>
0: so <laughs> somewhere this could be happening. Yeah. It, it, what's interesting is that. Yeah, it's funny that they changed Grey that drastically for those movies. Um, it almost looks like they took, like they took another. I mean, they definitely took another Ewok and transformed him into this. I just don't know why they would have changed it. They had the costume for low Gray. It's very weird. Uh, and it and the original Grey costume still exists and it's in the archives and it's intact, um, which is it's and it's super cool. We got to examine that up close actually for something we're working on, and it's just like. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, I'm thankful that they didn't, you know, sometimes you get these times where they redo something for the Ewok movies and destroy it like that. It's just kind of like, no. Well,
1: maybe that's somebody loved the low-grade costume so much, they hid it so they couldn't use it for the Ewok movies, so they had to make a new one.
0: He was my favorite of the first two Ewoks that were airbrushed out on the back of the cards. <laughs> the black first blobs, got yeah. the black blobs, and it just said, you know, Low Gray and Chief Chirpa, and you're like, what is that? <laughs> They're gonna be awesome. Look how big they are.
1: <laughs> well, I feel like we we've gone from a New Hope all the way to the Ewok movies, so that's some pretty good ground covered we didn't
0: we skipped right over the holiday special but i think that's probably okay in the long run we don't <laughs> you guys are thinking about it. no we don't have to it's okay <laughs> i'm trying to think what
1: hat, hats are in the holiday special that aren't in the i feel
0: like hats of the holiday movies. special has to be its own episode <laughs> <laughs> Are are Jefferson airplane wearing
1: or Jefferson starship wearing hats? I don't think anybody is. No, I don't. I don't think they are. I don't think too much hair. hair. So yeah, that's that might have to wait. Yeah, that might have to wait for yeah its own uh, two hour episode.
0: Find us on the Star Wars uh, Blast Points Super Chill Group on Facebook and discuss the holiday special hats there. Kenner's Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back Collection. Action figures each sold separately. I'm Lando. Who's there? Han Solo on a mission with Rebel Soldier. What's your mission? We're fighting the Empire, and we need your help. Han Solo, Rebel Soldier, Lando Calrissian, and Bespin Guard each sold separately. From Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back Collection, new from Kenner.
1: So Apple Podcast Reviews, Uh, when you're done listening, if you want to go write something nice about the show over there, it helps the show in mysterious ways that no one understands. But uh, we would love to read your review in an upcoming show. Don't forget to check out our website, BlastPointsPodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, like Tom says, sign up for the Super Chill Group. That's where uh, all the real fun is. When you can't sleep at night, that's the place to be.
0: And hey, if anybody's looking for me, they can go to uh, look up at Tom Spina Designs or at Regal Robot on all kinds of social media. Please follow us. In particular, go find the Regal Robot Instagram and hit us up there. We're actually going to be running a contest pretty soon for a a gift card, I think. So definitely worth checking out. And if you like the sort of stuff we make, consider going to the website on uh, RegalRobot.com and and signing up for the email newsletter because when we do have sales, which is very rare, uh, but – if we ever put out a coupon, that's we email them right to your inbox, and those are the people who get to, to know it for sure and first and not have to worry about some social media algorithm showing it to them. Uh, so we will beam it directly to you, and that's also where we do all of our new product releases and announcements. If anything new is coming out and you want to be the first to know, that's how you do it. And we'll
1: have the link to all the sites, Regal Robot and everything, in this episode's show notes. So it's super easy. All you got to do is just pull up what you're listening to, and there's the link right there.
0: Barely an inconvenience.
1: Barely. <laughs> that about wraps up episode 219. Tom, we, we said let's do hats, and we we took it. Hats off to you, sir. That's all.
0: Reporting for duty. I know when I'm needed. <laughs> I I appreciate you just, you know, thinking of me for this kind of thing. I mean, someday maybe you'll think of me for something less ridiculous. But let's be honest with ourselves. Would we really want that? (laughs) Does the audience really need that? No. They need Star Wars hats. I mean, this is the fun stuff, you know. This this is this is why we love Star Wars for all of us. It's the bizarre little background stuff, and it's it's looking into things that maybe we just never looked at before, and makes you know all of us at some point in this episode stopped and went, hmm, "Wait, is that?" You know, like that's that's the amazing thing. That is the gift that keeps on giving with Star Wars. Is that you can go through these movies as much as you want and think you know so much and still be surprised by something. You know, forty plus years later, and that is lovely to me.
1: I think you summed it up right there. I think <laughs> you, you 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 left us, you took us out, felonie style. There. <laughs> oh,
0: <geez. we're> all... <laughs> well, now I got to get my cowboy hat. Let's go, boys. <laughs> so uh, so
1: uh, well, thank you again, Tom.
0: Anytime, I, I stand ready to serve. Uh, thank you for having me, as always, and uh, call anytime.
1: Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you.
0: I think we've done a great job. I think this is as wrapped up as Dengar's head. But the Empire one, not the Jedi one as we've learned, less less wrapped up on that one. And I'm going to research and try and find out if there's a shot of him from the front anywhere from Return of the Jedi. If anybody knows of a shot of Dengar from Return of the Jedi from the front, please post that in the Super Chill group, come find us there and, and cuz I would love to see that. I'm very curious now like what Dengar looked like in that movie besides from the back.
1: He has a mustache.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that low gray face from the Ewok <laughs> movies, the alternate lo- like what? <laughs> yeah. He's everywhere. Haunts yeah. oh, my dreams. It's so weird. Made a force be with all of you.